the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. You heard that guy before. This is the Mess It Up podcast, and I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And we're here to bring just a little bit of love to your life on a weekly basis. This is show number 79, and we got a great word of the week for you this week. I got this week from uh, this word from Christina earlier today. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday you sent me this one. It was yesterday. I was at a hockey game, and all of a sudden, I get a text from Christina. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. What is it? And it said... I have no idea how to pronounce it. Infinitesimal. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's a good one. Now, Christina didn't send it to me necessarily as the word of the week. She sent it to me. Tell tell the people why you like to send me words. Um, Because I don't know them, and I want to see if Paul does. But where do you get them from? Oh, my book. Yeah, I can um, always tell my, my book. <laughs> I can always tell when Christina's doing homework because all of a sudden I'll get a word. I'm like, oh yeah, she's yeah. reading one of those crazy books that's got uh, words in it. But she sends me this thing and it doesn't say anything. The entire text <laughs> and for the test. Now I will give you this. There's a lot of letters, yes. but I also know that Christina really despises when people don't put a lot of thought and effort into a text. But this was brilliant. One this word so says beautiful. it all. Yeah, it was beautiful. And and did you look it up? Can you can you give the people a little idea about the infinitesimal meaning? I know it's like very, very, very small. You know right? a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like super itty yeah. bitty tiny, just like the itty bittiest. It's like the least you can have while still having some is infinitesimal amount. And yeah. sometimes I think that's the amount of decorum we have. But I also think that it's the opposite amount of awesome that we have. Because Word. we have an extramitesimal amount of awesome and I just made that word up time to move are you in a hurry time to move because you are talking awfully fast am I you are talking so fast like from the moment you hit go you're like I'm like I can feel that yes breathe all right I'm gonna breathe I'm gonna take a sip of coffee I was like are we in a hurry you entertain people for a while I don't know how they come here for you yeah here we are now for entertainment entertain us Yeah. yeah so it's an interesting noise. My wife is cleaning, and I can hear her scrubbing something in the other part of the house can right you? now. Yeah, it was a wow. really interesting noise. Supersonic. Uh, so I'm super excited. Uh, tomorrow, uh, based on the day that we're recording this, tomorrow my uh, daughter and son-in-law leave Hawaii to come visit uh, for a few days. Yay! And so they'll be here at my house for a few days, and I'm going to play some music with my son-in-law, which I always just is one of my favorites. I talked to my grandson today. He'll be turning five at the end of October. And uh, we're going to hug and we're going to snuggle. And uh, he said he wants to snuggle with Papa. And That's I said, fantastic. Yes. I said, we won't stop doing that. We will hug the entire time. And then they're going to go see um, my son, son-in-law's family in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to get back together. And they're taking me to Disneyland. Nice. Yeah. So are, you, just, are you getting the fast passes? or? I'm not really sure what we're doing. And because he's going to be turning five, it's really an awesome way to do Disneyland. Because I don't have to wait in line for Big Thunder Mountain or all this stuff because he's too big. I mean, the, the, the rides, he's not big tall stuff. enough yeah. for it. So what they're going to hopefully do is look online and see where he can go so we don't get that awkward moment of... Yes, yeah, now she can I'm hear I'm waiting for the, the house yeah. to take off. Yeah. It kind of sounds like um, a spaceship. So that way we don't get that awkward moment where he's like too short because they went to a fair in Hawaii a couple weeks ago mm. and they found out that he was too short to ride the ride and it really broke his heart. So I said, let's check. Let's not go through that awkward because I remember that. Do you have a recollection of being too short for something and coming up and trying to do the 
thing at a county fair or something? No. I went to, this is, this is it's story time with Grandpa Paul. Aw, yeah. Papa Pip. Yeah. Uh, 1972 World's Fair. I believe it was 72. In, uh, in Spokane, Washington. And uh, I was too short to ride the uh, world, the the, um, the roller coaster. It was called the Mouse Trap, and I just remember being so seventy four, nineteen seventy four. But I couldn't ride the thing, and I was just really super, super bummed. And I don't want him to go through that, so we're gonna check it out. But so I don't know what we'll need fast passes for. Um, but I'm completely happy to just watch him go and, and ride on with him the Pinocchio ride and Storybook Land and all that stuff. I hear that Small World is um, not open, that they're renovating it. Oh, are they? So uh, we don't get to do that one. But otherwise, I'm just really looking forward to it and not in an infinitesimal way. Fantastic use of the word of the week, Paul. I'm doing my best. You are. Um, should we tell the people a little bit about our social stuff so we can just get on with the rest of everything? Sure. Yeah. I thought about putting it in a commercial break in the middle and just, you know, having a pre-roll stuff, but I kind of like just freewheeling. Uh, So, and plus, I didn't think about it in advance, so a little bit of that too. Uh, Email, we've got uh, the... uh, the bowtie guy, if you if you email bowtie guy at messituppodcast.com, that'll be me. Uh, intern Dave, who's coming from Hawaii to visit us here, is info at messituppodcast.com. And bikerchick at messituppodcast.com is how you can get a hold of me. Yeah. And then uh, we also have our Instagram. We have our Facebook, which we had a listener uh, hear the noise and comment about it on Facebook and I'm trying to give you $7 but you haven't sent me your email so uh, email me uh, or or intern Dave uh, your your email address so we can get you that $7 Starbucks card that would be outstanding now if everybody emails me and says they were the one you know it's easy for me to check who you really were uh, so plus also God knows and um, God I'm just going to leave it up to you uh, I think that's all we have we also have our Patreon uh, you can sponsor mm, us yes, on Patreon yes, yes. Uh, by going to the messituppodcast.com website, click on become a patron, and you can sponsor us for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, that helps us out, pay the bills, and, uh, and keep our, our lives together. Um, Christine and I do this out of joy, but we also um, like to eat. Uh, well, I do. And uh, I'm pretty sure Christina doesn't mind having some food either. Uh, so um, if you guys can help us out with uh, paying the bills, that's a, a great, great... Uh, thing for you to do and we really appreciate all of you and if you can't do it we still appreciate having you here listening and sharing the show the free thing that everyone can do is to recommend the show to other people tell them hey listen to the show write us a review on whatever system you're listening to whether it's in iTunes or Insta pods or whatever it happens to be I don't know (laughs) Um, but write a review uh, leave a rating for us that really really helps more than you can imagine with getting people new listeners to the show so we appreciate you doing that Um, I gave a test this week in in my prison class and one of the things that was happening on the test was they had to have memory verses that they memorized makes sense and so I've been going through and listening to their memory verses and they've been doing really well with it but what I asked them to do is to give themselves a score and it's 15% of their grade so I said you give yourself this and I will trust you whatever you give I will give you that grade on your final grade for your memory verses 0 to 15 and there's only four memory verses so it's about four points per verse 
at, for each verse. I don't want to say perverse. Um, <laughs> four points for each verse that they know. Only one person in the entire class gave themselves a 15. I was really astounded at that because I thought, first of all, I know that there are people who know all the memory verses, so there should have been more 15s. But some people said, well, I had to think about it. Like one guy gave himself a 14, said I wasn't, I had to really think hard. And, and so I just didn't feel like it was honest to do that. And I was like, yeah, but, but this is your grade. You can, he said, look, the grade's not important. Being honest is what's important. I was like, wow. Yeah. And that just made my heart swell. It was a, 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 a Grinch moment where my heart went three sizes up. So I was happy about that. And um, I want people to be able to give themselves bonus points for using the word of the week. Uh, so please give yourselves bonus points as necessary. But remember, God's watching. That's right. Yeah. So anyhow, enough with that. And now on with the show. 20 minutes in. Uh, is it 20? No. I don't think no so. Way. But it's eight minutes and 50 Just seconds. Kidding. Plus bumpers. <laughs> so it is a little while in. Back when we first started this show, this would have been the time when we were supposed to go to the song of the week. It was right now at, at about mm -hmm. eight minutes in. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, that's um, long, long ago. Speaking of the song of the week, uh -huh. boy, did I botch it last week. It's a really good song, though. It so, is a hey, great song. You know what? And neither of us noticed. No, that's because it's such a good song. Here's what it took for me to notice. When I went to go put it into the thing, I went to go record it, and I saved it. And it's like, do you want to replace the song oh. Nobody? And I was like, huh? Right? What do I have that? That's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to say no. And then I went back and I was like, oh, oh. we did it. And the, the thing that I wanted to say was like, well, you know, maybe we did it at the beginning. But it's a new song, so I knew it couldn't be that long. Uh, there were literally two songs between doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the way we do it. But it's it's a great song to repeat. So, yeah. um, so I'm really happy that we repeated it. But we are going to get on with the show. And what I want to talk to you today about is differences. Um, we were talking in my prison class. We're, we're taking a, uh, a class on my Thursday night class called Resolving conflict. Mm -hmm. And it's a biblical approach to resolving conflict. So we've been analyzing uh, incidents of conflict in the Bible, such as Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. And then also where uh, Jesus talks about the, um, the wealthy man who his servant owed money and he, he begged for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. the, the Lord granted forgiveness. And then that servant turned around and went and choked someone out to get a, a an infinitesimal amount uh, compared to what he owed right. uh, from this guy. And, and that whole idea of how do we solve conflict or dispute between people. I had to open up the curtains or I had to turn around. Sorry. You had to blind blinding, me. Blinded by the light. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about uh, disagreement and discord between people and how we solve that. And there's a lot of evidence in the Bible, a lot of stuff that talks in the Bible about how we should go about doing it. There, the one that I think I hear the most often is from Matthew 18 that says, if you've got a problem, you go directly to the person, then you bring a person with you. And, and mm -hmm. there's a step-by-step step way of, of escalating uh, issues. Right. But the one thing I know for sure is that issues are going to come up between people and, <coughs> and how we get over through those mm -hmm. things. I guess I don't want to get over them because no. over implies something different than getting through them. Right. Is important. And um, it's such a huge topic. 
yeah. that I, I, I barely know where to start on it. But where I think I want to start is, is looking at the different kinds of uh, relationships where we might have dispute. Because I mean, would you agree with me that the, the relationship will have some sort of a determining, determining effect on how we go about solving the dispute on how critical it is to solve the dispute. Like if there's a person that you bump into in the parking lot that you don't know and they yell and scream at you, I'm probably not going to spend as much time trying to solve that dispute between a complete stranger as I would between a family member. Uh, is that reasonable uh, point to take, do you think? I concur. Yeah. So, so with that in mind... It's my favorite movie line, by the way. What what movie? I don't know. It's about that guy who pretends to be an airplane pilot. Oh, um, gosh. Pretends to be a doctor. Yes. Uh, catch to... me if you can. Yes. yes, there's a book. It's based on a book. Great yeah. story. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, I concur. I concur. Yeah. yeah. And when he's being a doctor, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Oh, so does that mean you're faking this? I concur. <laughs> Again, I wish it was a video podcast because the face says so much more than just those words. Um, but yes, the the depth of the relationship, the importance of the relationship, yeah. I think all of those things play into the time we're going to invest in resolution in that relationship or that, that conflict. Yeah. Do you have any preconceived notions about... Uh, categorizing those things. I mean, it's, it's easy to look at the spectrums and say complete stranger and you know, twin sibling, you know, might be that, that spectrum that we're looking at. But do you, do you think it's a gradient or are there sections like, okay, here's a room here. And then there's a definite break between this kind of relationship and this kind of relationship. Like maybe family is different than friends is different than coworkers is different than acquaintances and, or, or did it get kind of muddy? I think it's muddy. I don't think I could, put people into a slot and say, oh, you're over here. So this is how much I'm going to invest in you. This, you're over here in the friends category. Cause even in the friends category, you've got people that have all different depths and levels and importance and viewpoints and all kinds of things. So title probably is not a good way to delineate would maybe, uh, I think, and it, it can be hard to define, but just the the depth of the relationship mm -hmm. would push it farther to we're going to spend more time trying to do this than rather than just blow it up or just write the person off and say, okay, I'm not, this is not worth the effort. I mean, how do we make that judgment? How do you, I guess I want to say, make that judgment? What criteria? Cause I'm not sure what criteria I have, but I, I, I know I'll look at something and say, well, this is not worth it. Or, you know, this is, I, I need to maintain this relationship with this person. Well, for me, you know, inside my four walls is the most important. Okay. I face those people every day. If I'm in conflict with my teenager, it has to be resolved. You know, we're, we're there, we're living together. We're doing life on a day-to-day -day basis together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, outside of that is where it all gets money for me. Yeah. I, I know that those people that I live with and that I spend time with, and obviously my children, who aren't in the home. Those would be like my important people. And then after that, there has to be a lot of decisive factors. Right. Because just time alone, mm -hmm. time spent with a person isn't necessarily because I can think of coworkers that I've had down the years yeah. that I've spent a lot of time with yeah. more time with than I spend with other family members who say don't live in my, but are important because there's a, 
the the love the right. the, the and I think probably there's uh, some element of commonality of interest uh, that goes into it and just the, the same kind of things that make it so that you like a person or you love a person. Right. And, and, and that can be difficult to say this is exactly what makes it that. Well, and I also think of, you know, one thing that I've learned over the years is, you know, friendships can sometimes just be seasonal. You know, it, just because you've, you know, I've got people in my life that I've known for 35 years. Uh, we don't talk. Hardly at all. Just because I've known them forever doesn't mean that they're a really close friend of mine. Sure. Um, it means that they hold a special place in my heart because I've known them for so long. But somebody I've known for five years, we might actually be closer as far as conversation, time spent, that sort of thing. Um, I've had friends that I've known for a while, and then it just seems like our lives went two separate directions. Yeah, you get that and drift. Yeah. So you, you drift apart, and then you know if there's conflict there, you go, okay, well... What, what, if, if I spend the effort to try to resolve this, are we really moving in a positive direction since we've already started drifting apart or like, so I think there's just so many factors in determining what steps you can take. What's value to me would be one, what is the value in resolving this conflict? Is it, is it something that is going to weigh on my heart or weigh on the other person's heart? Is there, is this in need of resolution or is this relationship, you know, done. Right. Is and there I, harsh feelings? When you, is there... when you bring that up, this is something that I hadn't really considered in this, which I'm a little embarrassed about being, you know, a, a CR guy is that whole idea of, okay, maybe the relationship won't be, uh, maintained or saved mm -hmm. or extended, but I need to make sure that I resolve this to, relieve myself of any resentment, mm -hmm. bitterness, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. Cause I definitely don't want to carry that around. Even if right. I decide it's time to terminate this yep. relationship yeah. and sever that tie, I need to right. make sure that I don't sever the tie and hold on to the, the, the resentment. And that's yes. all I've got. I need to make right. sure I let all of that go. If I'm mm -hmm. going to let go of a relationship because right. that, that can be really, really damaging. And I, I mm -hmm. watched that in some of my guys in the prison starting to realize these things that they had no clue they were holding on to, Yeah. but they're holding on to it. Yeah. And, um, one last thought before we jump, because we, we have dove way into this. Uh, the, we, I was talking to a, a friend about holding on to the rope and he said he'd given about 80% of himself over to God, but he's holding on to 20%. And I, I immediately thought of that rope when you're in like the, the spy movie or the action movie and you see the person hangling from, dangling from the cr cliff and the rope is just getting smaller and smaller. Uh -huh. It's harder and harder to hold on to less rope. Right. And so when I was holding on to my whole life, I could hold on to that. Yeah. But when I give 80% of myself to God and I've only got 20% of my rope, it's really hard for me to hang on to that. I need to give it all right. to God because right. holding on to that 20% is tough. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to be the guy trying to, you know, play cliffhanger and, and dangle off of that thing. I so. think the same thing can be said in relationships too. Yeah. You know, if the relationship's 80% intact, you know, you're still got quite a bit of that relationship to hold it onto. Yeah. So letting go of that would make no sense. But if there's only 20% left in a relationship, you know, you're just holding on to so very little. Is it a redeemable situation? Is yeah. it something that's, that's, you know, of quality that's going to... Yeah, if you're holding you know, on to 80%, but it's 80% manure. Yeah, that's true. Time to let go of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. another good point. Yeah. 
Well, uh, this has been good. I, I do want to jump to the uh, song of the week, and it's abrupt, but it's an abrupt kind of a day. Uh, but we're doing a song, and I checked to make sure that we hadn't done this song before, I hope. Uh, this is a song by the band Unspoken, and it's called Reason. And uh, give it a listen. We'll be back on the other side to talk about it. A lot of times I jump to the lyrics on the chorus mm-hmm. or in a verse or something like mm-hmm. that, but this one gets me the very first line. This year's felt like four seasons of winter, and I have been there before, sister. It's like nothing but tough going on, and um, it's also just peppy. Uh, the video would have shown it uh, of us dancing in the studio like a couple of goofballs, or at least one goofball and Christina. And uh, it was, um, I hate to admit this, but I have to. I was doing a little dance in my chair. I hurt my back a little bit <laughs> doing that thing. And just laughing right now, I can feel it. It's like right there, something's oh, out man. in my back. Yeah. Uh, but it is a fun song. And um, here's what strikes me about this song. Is this is one of those songs that is kind of encouraging us to keep going and it can be mm-hmm. crummy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I played one of these songs last time for you when we did, because we recorded two shows in a row last time. And I played yeah. one, I don't remember which one it was. It was the two weeks ago, I guess. And I swear I thought I was going to get fingernails in the eyeballs. And now Christina's dancing and she's smiling. I'm like, okay, cool. It all really just depends on my mood. Yeah. I'm so, you know, I, I just. Human. I am so human. Yeah. I am. I am. (gasps) I know what we should talk about one of these shows. What's that? (laughs) As as all the listeners are listening. I just had the most amazing experience last Tuesday at therapy. Maybe maybe we can talk about that next week. Yeah. All right. We'll make a note of it. Uh, Awesome. Um, So uh, anything pop out in this song to you other than just the the bounciness and and that that made it strike you differently? Or is it it struck you differently because you're in a different mood and place? This is just always a song I dance to. It's just got one of those little beats and grooves that I'm just always, you know, as soon as it starts coming on, my shoulders start to, you know, get crazy and, yeah. you know, I just have fun with it. You know, we talked today in a, a small group that I was in, um, 
the, the person who brought it brought this list of things that we say and what God says about it. And one of them was, nobody loves me. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the answer to that. Yeah. He says, he put that hunger in your heart. He put that fire in your soul. His love is the reason to keep on believing. When you feel like giving up, when you feel like giving in, his love is the reason. And oh, she's shaking a gourd. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. And I like, I like the sort of syncopation of, I could never sing this song. Every time I hear this song, it's like, cause I'll, I'll listen to songs like, is this a song we should try to do sometime in anything that I do with music? And I was like, no, this is a tricky one because it doesn't, you know, the, the way he phrases his words aren't natural. And that, uh, that throws me off. You have a concerned face. No, is everything okay? no, I'm great. Okay, okay. yeah, all good. She she had the the furrowed no, brow, looking at the, uh, the 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 textular message or something. So I was worried that that uh, something happened. Uh, but we were talking about um, solving differences between people and the the delineation on that of of people. And what I really wanted to look at is the the one you know. I mean, we we talk about solving problems between people and, and, and going to them and, and doing that biblical thing. But when I'm at odds with someone, I understand what it is. As I want you to think right now about the person that you've been the most at odds with in your life. And, and, and raise your hand, keep one hand on the wheel, but one hand, raise it up when, when you've got it. And hopefully that, you know, you, you know that person pretty quickly who you had the most at odds with for me it was myself I was Mm. the most at odds with myself and solving that discrepancy mending that bridge has taken longer than any other bridge because I've been forced to do it I can't walk away from me other people that may have been a difficult fix a difficult gap to span one or the other of us have turned and gone in another direction. And so we've, we've terminated the relationship, but I'm with me all day long. You talk about the people in your four walls. Sometimes they go to school. Sometimes they go to work. Sometimes they go to the store. I'm with me when I'm asleep. I'm with me in my head. And so that I think makes it really difficult for me to mend the gap that I've had with myself to mend the the damage that I've done to myself through actions and thoughts and um, in, in forgiving, uh, the, there's a lesson in Sierra where we talk about forgiveness and we talk about we have to forgive others, we have to forgive God and we have to forgive ourselves. I'm always the, the hardest, the last one mm. to forgive myself has been the most arduous task that I've had in, in terms of forgiveness. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I concur. I concur. I, I don't know. I think it's been easier for me to forgive myself than it has been my dad because my actions have changed. My being has changed. Who mm. I am has changed. Right. Whereas his, he's changed, but he's still not um, willing to discuss his actions. He's still not, uh, soften his heart. He's still very angry, very opinionated, very, yeah. my mom would fall know. into that category too, where it's still a relationship that I'm, I hate to say stuck in, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a permanent relationship 
And I don't see the rosy glass at the end of any corners. Yeah. I think so. Maybe that's a determining factor is, you know, how, how that person's approaching it, how I'm approaching it, what the, you know, what the resolution looks like based on input from both parties. Right. And, and I think in those kind of things, like I, I, the one I thought was like a, a stereotypically difficult one to do would be, um, my ex-wife mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the events and actions that led up to our divorce, I was able to forgive all that. Right. But I also didn't have to be with that person all the time. And so it was easy for me to say, okay, I forgive it. I let go of it, but I don't have to see him and see them not changing. Right. Whereas with my mom, I could forgive it. And if she went off to live in Cleveland or something, I wouldn't have to be dealt dealing with it, but I deal with it on a constant basis. So I'm like, okay, I forgave you for that. And, but you're still doing it. And then it, that breeds that frustration. And, and then that, I think frustration is the fertilizer of resentment mm-hmm. and, um, I want to not have that, but I, I guess it, they're, they're, you're right. What you initially said, there's so many different factors that go into mm-hmm. it. There's no easy answers, which is, Definitely not. I guess, what they call life, that there's yeah. no easy answers in it. Um, so all very, very interesting, all very, very tricky. But I think like so many things, the difficult things are wonderful. I, I took a difficult hike last week in Utah and it was wonderful. And part of it was because of the difficulty. I've walked further than I w- walked last week, um, just going around a track at a relay for life, but it wasn't difficult. And so it wasn't as memorable. It wasn't as, as, as beautiful, as fantastic. Um, and I've taken, I've, I've done things that might've been a little bit more strenuous, but they didn't last as long. And, and this was like, had this, this length and distance and difficult and, and just all these factors that made it just alive for me. And, and that's yeah. what makes life beautiful Yeah, is those, those differences, that aliveness. Yeah. Um, and of course, listening to some friends on a podcast on a Tuesday, um, and, uh, and I, I look forward to my Sunday afternoons with Christina to be able to do this with you people. Uh, so thank you so much for, uh, for being here with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks uh, the best thing you could do right now, share this podcast with someone, let people know about the podcast so that, um, more people can hear it, uh, communicate with us so that we know that we're making a difference. I, I read a review that someone wrote that just really made me feel good about the rest of my week because I was like, okay, I made a difference in a person's life because of this podcast. So please take the five minutes that it might take to go write a review on your favorite podcast place, because that really does help us out. And, uh, we appreciate all the love, concern, kindness, and joy. Well, and I was going to say something real quick. Oh, do it. I think sometimes I get very detached from what we're doing. Like, I don't realize that it helps anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we have certain numbers of people who listen every week, which I don't, I'm not very involved. In. Hundreds of people. Yeah. yeah. I'm not very involved in asking Paul about that. So I get kind of detached from what this podcast does and, um, I know what it does for my heart. I always know that I enjoy our companionship and our talks and stuff like that. Um, but we can do that without microphones too. We can. And so it's really good. I am a, a girl who needs positive reinforcement. I need reassurance that the time and effort that I'm putting out is definitely worth the time and effort that I'm putting out. 
And so um, listener Bev is always really good yeah. at reaching out and sharing her heart. So I just want to encourage you guys, if there's something about the show that touches you, that frustrates you, that hits home from you, that you have a comment about, anything, um, shoot us an email. Just let us know what's going on. It's really good for our hearts to know that people are in- listening and interacting, and it'd be good to hear from some people. So. Yeah, and like you said, e- even if it's not something positive, it's something that frustrates you, let us know. Because, yeah. I mean, heaven help us, we're not here to, to annoy you. And we don't have to agree. We, we might keep on doing it, but we want to know. And I want to take this time to say hello, Amsterdam. Uh, we are an international podcast, and every week we've got people in Amsterdam listening, which just blows my brain uh, that we've got that. I never thought I'd have hundreds of people listening to me every week, but I certainly never thought it would be consistent people from Amsterdam. But right. um, the last couple of months, we've had some consistent listeners in Amsterdam. So if you want to get us there for a live show, um, sponsor us on Patreon so we can afford to go to Amsterdam or uh, you know hit us up on Venmo so that we can uh, do that because we'd love to come and do a... Uh, a live one for you. But uh, until then, we will uh, wrap it up here. Thanks for taking the time to mess it up, and we'll see you next time that we mess it up. That's right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.